Bienvenue à le podcast. Je suis Rodolphe et mon ami Tyler. Hola. Comment estás? That was my little attempt of French, but I forgot to say uh, bonsoir et bienvenue, which is good evening and welcome. And then mon ami is my friend, so there you go. Gracias. <laughs> That's really all I got. I, I, Come on, man. We had a whole podcast. What was it? How many episodes back? It was like four. Yeah, four episodes back. Yeah, and if we're talking language, I got very little. But if you want to talk about Asada, I got a taco truck to show off. Wait, didn't we just cover it? We literally covered it in the last podcast. I will talk about it every podcast. They are amazing. Yeah, no, yeah, no. That's like you do love tacos and... Oh, I won't even say great things about like their chicken or anything else, but dude, that, that asada is, they know what they're doing. <laughs> um, one of these days I'll get you to have one of those burritos. Uh, is, is, uh, how about their, um, al pastor? Is that good? It's fine. Honestly, <laughs> like I've, I've had several things over there, but I just keep going back to the asada. No, the asada is good. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, well, cause you get a good nice marinade on the, on the, steak it's, and it's it, yeah. it does wonder it, that's the secret for all taco cart it's the marinade yes and i always the beef. you know whenever i go to like a, a new taqueria type spot i always <clears> go like you know i ask for a recommendation on the meat not because i don't know which one's which but every place always seems to do one way better than the others mm. that's been my experience at least anyway yeah no that's true Oh, man. So we're coming to you in our very spacious and luxurious studio on a very smoky Thursday. We are recording on the 23rd of September. I only bring this up because it shit. This weather just changed after after it hit noon. I saw that orange tint of light and I thought, oh, shit. I was like, is there a new? Is there a new wildfire that just sprung up out of somewhere and now we're just fucked? And it turns out, no, we're fucked because this is smoke from Northern California. Yeah, it's the same old smoke. And I don't know what happened to the wind because I thought the wind was taking all of this, you know, east to New York. <laughs> they let, let New York deal with California fires. We're that, in yeah. SoCal. Yeah, yeah, we're SoCal. We're just, I mean... I moved down here to get away <clears throat> from that. Yeah, for those who have not you know, experienced uh, California during wildfire season, just the the sickly orange hue that, you know, just comes through the window. And that's when, you know, you just got to have to close everything because otherwise you're just going to be breathing in all that ash. I mean, blue skies 90% of the year. But then when it turns orange, ugh. Oh, well, it's worse when it turns red. I know sure. NorCal is very familiar with what happens when it just, it's red. Yes. Because I still remember those photos from, I want to say, two years ago. I think so, yeah. It was bad. It yeah, was my nieces bad. and nephews up north. And the sky, just like a blood red. You'd swear it was the end of the world. Well, two years ago, it might have... Yeah, no, it kind of was. It was the end of the world. <laughs> I mean, different things happened. Yeah, like, they basically the... said, like, yeah, we can't have school because it's just so much smoke everywhere. Yeah. Remember, it was like the little triangle where there's like the smoke just couldn't leave, couldn't dissipate. Mm -hmm. There was no uh, 
what is a pressure system to kind of move that out. It just stuck around in San Francisco yeah, just for like settled. two days. And it's kind of like the same reason why there's so much fog in some places <clears throat> up north where it just falls into like a valley and just sits there. It's got nowhere else to move. The wind mm-hmm. won't blow it out. Same thing happens with the smoke. It's wow, terrible. Man. Well, fortunately, your parents weren't <laughs> weren't here when uh, yeah. this was rolling out. So how was your weekend? So my parents came down. They stayed at the travel lodge near me. Turns out Travel Lodge is a terrible hotel right now. <laughs> I don't know if they're in the middle of construction, but I will shout them out as being failures. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Let me check. Uh, are they a sponsor of the show? Hold on. Uh, no, we have no sponsors. Okay, sorry, sorry. Continue, continue. That was a close one. Uh, almost had to edit that out. Well, if if you know if they pay up, it's like who knows? Maybe this segment will just vanish, and we we weren't talking about the. Hotel. We're not gonna sell out, not the travel lodge. <laughs> no, apparently they had a really bad hotel room. They didn't care for it. They complained. They got a couple nights for free because of it. So you know <clears throat> they recognize it. Uh, <laughs> but I I took them down to the warehouse. For dinner. Oh, yes. Very. And they loved it. Of course, now, yeah. The solid. first time I went there, I, my first thought was, oh, my parents will love this. Because it's just a really cool, fun atmosphere. Kind of a wharf kind of a thing. Like, you're right there in the marina. You can look out, see all the boats. And the food's good. And it's reasonably priced, too. Uh, they loved it so much that we went back two days later. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to go back again. Yeah, so we had that for dinner Friday night and on Sunday night. Oh, that's great. Well, I'm I'm guessing they got something else on the menu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, they mixed it up a little bit. That, that would be weird. Just like, yeah, no, I had that that dinner. I want that exact same dinner before yeah. we fucking leave the city. <laughs> but no, they, they had a great time, some good drinks. It was fun. Um, we went up to Simi Valley to go to the Reagan Library propaganda museum <laughs> and learn about all the wonderful things. You. He was a Californian president, the first one. And then the second one being Kamala Harris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I just, I just threw that out there to see who would get mad hearing that. I he said, <laughs> what now? <laughs> uh, yes, he was from California and was a president. Those are facts. Uh, <laughs> doesn't mean he was good. Yeah, no, no, no. And, you know, so they talk about some of the good stuff he did. And it's not like he, everything he did was terrible. Oh, but yeah. they definitely gloss over the the tragedy that was just say no, uh, turning away from the AIDS epidemic, uh, how trickle-down economics doesn't even work in theory and is a horrible, stupid concept. Yeah, yeah. Hey, well, you know, Tyler, times were different, right? It was different in that nobody asked those questions or the people who did, we didn't care for. So that's okay. that's what so, was different. Then the, the appropriate <laughs> word is stupid. It was a stupid time with a stupid agenda and everything was stupid. Yeah, I always, I yeah, it's always funny when people kind of just like, they always throw that argument just like times were dif- different back then. And it's just like, well, so, oh, so we can't, point out that that was wrong then it was wrong (laughs) i mean we don't have to be angry about some things in the past but you can acknowledge they were wrong 
Mm-hmm. Uh, what blew me away was, I, I didn't know this about Reagan, because um, every time I think of Reagan, I think of trickle-down economics, and yep. well, mostly that, because it's terrible. <laughs> um, did you know that Ronald Reagan majored in econ- economics? No. I that only know him as the actor. Just that much dumber. Oh, my God. He, You can't not know it was a bad idea. Well, you know, the, uh, it's the situation where, you know, like some, a man will refuse to understand something if he's paid to not understand it. So it's just like if his livelihood depends on said point of view not working, then it's just like, oh, OK, then it's like, yeah, it's like it's wrong, whatever. As I mean, a podcast that doesn't have sponsors, I don't follow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Very astute point. But speaking of, you know, Reagan's legacy as a, you know, you know, pro pro economy, uh, anti-union, because he did dissolve the uh, what was it, the um, um, air air traffic controllers union. OK. And so now we have a recent development with uh, IATSE. The um, local uh, giant union that's out here. Yeah, the the union basically. And yeah, they're striking because they want, you know, better, just more consistent uh, working hours and a living wage. Yeah. I mean, with everything switching from, you know, <clears throat> film and TV to streaming, everybody's routines and schedules, delivery schedules, everything is wildly different. So contracts need to update themselves and stay with the times. Yeah, I, I only bring it up because, Tyler, you were briefly in that union. Well, or no, at least... No, I was not in that union. Well, I mean, yeah, you were different. It was a different chapter. Um, not even a different chapter. So I am part of NABIT, which is a tiny union, mm-hmm. but it's more of a communications and it's more of a, an engineer type union, whereas IATSE tends to be uh, a lot of workers in entertainment who build sets and maintain the sets and and audio engineers. (coughs) So there is some crossover between the two unions. Yeah, no, I I, I do remember now that it was was kind of like before that department kind of unionized, they Mm -hmm. were kind of wondering which union it would fall under. And that's where I thought that you were in IATSE. Had two dates to the prom, didn't know which way to go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, we were, uh, and technically I'm still part of NABIT. I just don't have a union job, so I'm not making union money. Yeah. Um, union work can still be hard to find. Yeah, no, it's, it's a nice work if you can get it. I know a lot of different, um, uh, different, uh, what would they call it? Uh, shop crafts or, or craftsmen or different trades yeah. kind of fall into kind of different areas. And mm-hmm. and so recruiting has always been kind of a big sticking point. I know it because um, uh, one of the big initiatives in Hollywood was trying to get minorities into, you know, more positions where, you know, there haven't been that, you know, that much outreach. And yeah. one of the big points is getting people into those unions has always been hard. Which is a great agenda. That's a great move to make because that really starts to get people into <clears throat> secure jobs, making good money, mm-hmm. uh, money that they can take home and save. 
uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and there's always been a valuable point about how, um, you know, some of the, uh, makeup artists or hairdressers mm-hmm. in unions like that, where they don't have enough, you know, African American stylists and makeup artists who, kn- who specialize in like black hair and black skin. Which is a very different talent from working on white skin. Absolutely. Exactly. And so, white hair. And that's the thing. It's just like when you kind of just don't have that inclusion, there's always a gap. And that gap can be just very glaring depending on where you look. But also it's just it's just as valuable everywhere else. And it's one of those things where you don't think about a lot of stuff. Like, like black hair is a big thing where – uh, if you don't have anybody that knows how to work on black hair, then on your production, anyone, any African-American with hair that needs to be styled is not going to look their best. Then that shows up on screen or on stage. And it's this weird trickle-down effect. And yeah, it's a lot of a lot of weird racism that pops up in places you don't think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, all of this is just coming from just seeing kind of talk shows where kind of uh black black actors and actresses talk about just the difficulty of finding someone like oh sure when they go to the makeup chair who knows what they're doing when it comes to their hair or their skin i mean and I think- it's and it's more just like they 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 only have to staff these people through word of mouth because you yeah. know most white hairdressers don't know how to style black hair and I know it's kind of funny that like two guys who aren't black are talking <laughs> about this issue. But I was, it was just a segue into just how, you know, the inner workings of just like Hollywood and some of the union stuff. The point is that Ronald Reagan failed us. Thank you for bringing us back on uh, track. <laughs> the other thing they didn't mention was, you know, the asylums that he shut down and kicked out all the people and made them, you know, the biggest boom on uh, homeless population in America, in California. Yes, yes. Uh, that I is. was shocked they even mentioned Iran-Contra. Wait, wait, they mentioned it or didn't mention it? They did. Oh, okay. I good. mean, they kind of no, had yeah. to. No, yeah, you had to. Otherwise, you know, that's a very big idea. This it's- Mr. Like, oh, I'm... Um, like we do not negotiate with terrorists, but we'll definitely sell them guns and yeah. then use that money to fucking fund they our secret wars. Definitely washed it, but it was there. Um, <clears throat> overall, I mean, it was it's a good museum. I, I definitely I do recommend checking it out to anybody who's interested. Mm-hmm. But I also recommend following it up with a book. <laughs> or, or a very uh, informative YouTube video. I don't know. Yes, one. <laughs> and some other dissenting opinions. Uh, but yeah, there's really not much else in Simi Valley. So me and my parents, we just went to Chili's for dinner. And <laughs> no, it feels like it's really easy to make fun of going to Chili's. But when we left, my mom, and she, this is kind of her move. She'll hey, can we get some more of these chips and salsa? Or she actually asked uh, for a to-go container for the salsa that we had. And the dude shows up with a full fresh bag of chips, like a big bag, and a fresh container of salsa for us to take home. And it was so good. Wow. Like, I honestly, their chili salsa is really good. And their chips are delicious. Did you eat outside? No. Uh, no we no, actually stayed no. inside. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure it was all spaced out. And all yeah, that. it wasn't too bad. We, we weren't yeah. cramped. I mean, it's Simi Valley. Nobody's there. Yeah, that's that's what I figured. It was just like, oh, you know, like, you know, it's a Simi Valley Chili's. I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, offense, like no offense to Simi Valley, but I mean, it's not a big tourist hub. 
No. No. I, uh, I still remember when uh, we went to, what was it? We went to Six Flags oh, yeah, in yeah, Valencia. Yeah. And uh, we went to the, I want to say it was, did we go to Blaze Pizza afterwards? Or was it a Probably. Chipotle? I don't know. But I remember being there and it was just like maybe us, like you and me and our two other friends. And then maybe there were only like two other people. Mm-hmm. Outside of the employee, and that's all that was in that restaurant. And so, just like you know, and this is just—I mean, it wasn't that far off, but it was still—it was a drive off from the uh, from the theme park. Yeah, I mean, it's like when some you go, places like that are just like yeah. when you go to Valencia, you you go to Six Flags. You don't go to Valencia for anything else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In fact, on our way out to Simi Valley, my mom asked, "Like, what is Simi Valley known for?" And <laughs> as we she was asking that, we passed a sign that said Reagan Library, and it's like. They're known for the Reagan library. That's it. Yeah. No, that, I mean, that's what happens with the sprawl. It's just like a lot mm-hmm. of bedroom communities. It's just people, it's just places where people live. Yeah. It's not a big tourist area or whatever. It's just like you go there to work, live and then you work somewhere in the city or in Santa Monica or just some, you drive to a place. Yeah. Everybody's got to commute. Yeah. It, oh, it, uh, one of the, the coolest things at the, the, Reagan Library, though, is being able to walk through Air Force One. Well, an older version of Air Force One. but Yeah, right, right, right. So cool. I mean, you get to see just how tiny it was, but how nice it was. I mean, for that time. <laughs> um, but I mean, me and my dad, we were walking through thinking about just how tall Reagan was. So to walk through that plane, he had to be like tilting his head. <laughs> I think it was a 707. So that was actually really cool. That was probably the highlight for me. Yeah, I know. They had to build a special kind of like hangar kind of thing so mm-hmm. they can just like wheel in the wheel in uh, Air Force One and then kind of just like close those big doors or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but apparently uh, they even had to take the wings off when they did that and then reattach the wings <laughs> inside the hangar. <laughs> wow, man. And yeah, like hearing stuff, hearing about stuff like that kind of reminds me of uh, when um, when the space shuttle. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Did that kind of just like its long journey through Los Angeles on its way to the science, California Science Center. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. We, we, they did the, the, the space shuttle, which was more interesting, but slightly less interesting <clears throat> was when they moved the boulder. Oh, right. Uh, levitated mass. It's a boulder. Well, well <laughs> the, the art project was called Levitated Mass, and it was kind of just a point that the artist was trying to make about just how similar to kind of just like a found object and just how you remove it from the context of where it is kind of just like makes people ask more questions about what it is or why it's art or why basically the why of it around it and I can as feel it feel my blood boiling. It's funny that you mentioned that because... Uh, one of our next episodes will be about art, art appreciation. Oh, we're gonna and fight. no, no, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna. I have, I have a use for you, Tyler. I have a use for you because I know this. Uh, this has been a very big sticking point. I already have a playlist set aside and questions. I'm gonna prep you for sure. for our next episode because that's also one of the reasons. If this episode comes out a little thin, it's because I've been busy editing. And I've been prepping stuff for future episodes, so it's kind of just like this episode kind of got caught in the middle. Yeah, so, I'm busy at work. I got too much stuff to do, so you know we'll get back on the. You're busy the big making swing. your suits, sir. No, well, <laughs> I wish I was. 
Oh, like, that's the only reason why I'm just like I've been taking it easy on you. Just like I should be cracking the whip about like you got to create more. I do. I, I need to come up with stuff. And stuff. So don't worry. Next episode, it's gonna be a doozy. Sorry, we're gonna be talking about this. Th- but this anyway. is a this is a Lo- Los Angeles episode, and <laughs> I get to talk about my vacation with my parents. All right. Well, go ahead as you were. <laughs> so so that was Simi Valley. That was the regular library. Uh, the next day, we got up and went out to Warner Brothers Studio, and we did the Warner Brothers tour. And that was really cool. Um. I mean, I guess they normally do three tours, but because of, you know, the big C word, they're only doing the basic <laughs> tour right now. And that was really cool. Just cruising around the back lot, getting out to go see a lot of the costumes for uh, all their superhero DC Justice League. But they even had older costumes from like the classic Batman and Superman Wonder oh, that'd Woman. Be, that'd be nice to see. Dude, it was cool. Um, it was fun. Looking at them and then asking my mom, do you know who those people are? <laughs> She's like, that's Superman and that's Batman. And I got nothing. And I looked at one woman's costume. I was like, what about this? Do you know who this is? She's just staring at it. No. Oh, it, my it, God. She's wonderful. No. Wow. You were leading like, her. You were straight up giving her. When I told her it was Wonder Woman, she told me. No, that's that's not Wonder Woman. <laughs> what? Well, it's it was you know how. Oh, it's the it was it the modern costume, not the. Um, it was the modern one, and you know, the, she she knows the Linda Carter costume. Yeah, yeah, not the Linda Carter one. And to make it even worse, it, it's like the Zack Snyder where everything is dark and muted. Oh, so she okay. just couldn't accept that that was uh, the Wonder Woman costume. I mean, it's not like she really cared that much. <clears throat> yeah, no. I mean, it's like, yeah, Wonder <laughs> that Wonder Woman show was back in the 70s. Exactly. Yeah, it's been it's been a bit. But it was cool. Uh, we got her to pose with Wonder Woman's lasso. Uh, so we got a photo of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a photo of my dad holding uh, Aquaman's trident. Oh, that would actually yeah. be cool. So it's kind of cool. Um, and then W... Uh, yeah, Warner Brothers, they're also really pushing their other... Big Cash Cows, which is Friends and uh, the Big Bang Theory. So that was Man, most I, of it. I thought that was CBS, but I get. Well, I think it's probably one of those deals where it's just like, oh, you know, like kind of the way House was like. House was famous on Fox, but it was a NBC production. Yes. Well, I mean, sometimes it gets messy because, you know, you go into their gift shop and they have a whole section about Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Universal also has their whole Harry Potter section. Yeah, yeah. And now I think, uh, yeah, it's like uh, it's it's on Warner Brothers. No, wait, it's Warner Brothers. Yeah, it's Warner Brothers. Harry Potter or something. Yeah, oh, but I, mean, I think also like they had it for a while on Peacock. It was some weird whatever. Whatever the contract is. I, at this point, you know, working in the industry, I'm fascinated by, you know, who has the rights to what. So the idea that Harry Potter is at both parks is fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Kind of mm-hmm. like watching what's going on with uh, Sony and Disney with regard to Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. The big Spider-Man. I think they had an official name. They came out with an official name of what that's. It's the Sony Spider-Man Marvel Universe or some, yeah, something. Yeah, it some was weird clunky. Name like that. It yeah. was clunky. <laughs> I mean, listen, I like Sony for a lot of reasons, but 
and I, and I love the new Tom Holland Spider-Man, but uh, Sony's missed the mark on their Marvel stuff. I don't know. You're not excited about uh, Venom 2? I don't know if I'm excited. I mean, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. I, I love Woody Harrelson, but that's not even close to who I would have <laughs> cast as Cassidy for... Or Cletus. Who, wait, who would you want as Carnage? I don't know. I mean, a, a younger Woody Harrelson would have been better. <laughs> you know, somebody who's just got more physical manic energy. Woody Harrelson at this point has a lot of like, like uh, self-contained manic energy where like it's behind the eyes. Uh-huh. But I want somebody who's bouncing around a lot more, like a Jim Carrey would have done. Uh-huh. But again, I, I wouldn't do Jim Carrey right now. I don't either. know. Once you said Jim Carrey, I was like, uh, I'm tuning out. <laughs> like, no offense. I mean, I love Jim Carrey. He's great. But oh, it's yeah. just like, uh, some, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just like, I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm kind of done with that kind of acting. I don't know. Well, for that character who's just kind of a manic maniac serial killer, I, I would have done that. Somebody who's got that little bit of a Joker laugh to him. Um, bounces around a lot, mm-hmm. you know, but we will see. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's uh, coming out, but the date, well, whoa, what what day is coming out, December? No, it's around the corner. October? I think it's October. It's oh. early October. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's queued up. I'm going to watch that for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, those, everybody's hyped up for whatever the the end credit scene is going to be. Yeah, hoping, maybe hoping, tie into yeah, MCU. Hoping, yeah, hope there, there, <laughs> hope springs eternal for the Tom Holland appearance in a car in a carnage in a Venom yeah. three. Well, we'll see, we'll see. But yeah, you know the Warner Brothers tour was good. Uh, you know, we got to see all the the cool stuff. We got to sit on some of the sets, walk around. You know, it was good, like two and a half, three hours. Uh, similarly, we spent about three hours at the Reagan Library. We were shocked at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then we left and we went to uh, back to the warehouse for dinner. Had a great meal. My parents were down here. They dropped me off and uh, went back to their hotel. We had an earthquake. Ah, uh, yes, the big earthquake. Well, big. <laughs> it was just the noticeable earthquake. If yeah. you were on the west side and maybe more kind of just like center-wise... If you were in, uh, like, I don't know, Pasadena or further north, probably like, uh, you know, anywhere deeper in the valley, like yeah. northwise, you probably didn't feel it. Probably not. It was mostly just like west side, south bay, and uh, yeah, and maybe a little bit downtown. Depending. I'm definitely jaded to earthquakes. You know, I felt the shake <laughs> and just kind of went, huh, the end. Yeah, no, it, an earthquake is just a great reminder just to like, hey, you think, you know, you th- oh, you're too comfortable? Like, no, 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 no. Don't be comfortable. It's like, we can happen whenever. Like, still- right now. Or now. We'll add earthquake sound or now. to the post. No. Okay. Uh, I'm just hoping just like someone's playing this and then just like an earthquake hits and like, oh, shit. Yes. But yeah, the odds are very low. So. You know, you say that, but I mean, we were watching a Spider-Man movie. And we got to feel That's an earthquake true. in we the theater. We were watching uh, Far From Home. That was fantastic. And, yeah, and I remember feeling like, wait, it was the uh, it was the first kind of like action scene when they were in so. uh, in um, in Europe. Wait, was 
I, I don't know. Well, the whole point was, I remember feeling dizzy. And at first I thought, oh, okay. oh shit, it's like, did I not forget to eat or something? I like my blood pressure is dropping or something. I don't know, something. And then I'll just, and then everyone else, like, I know our friend was feeling something. Yeah. And just like, oh, you feel that? And then that's when it's like, oh, okay, this is an earthquake. And then you'd feel it. I just thought somebody was rocking the seats a lot. And I was feeling like a residu- residual rocking motion or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then you start to look around. You see everybody in the theater looking around. That was wild. Yeah. When everyone else was looking around, I was like, oh, okay, I'm not sick. It's just like stuff was happening. Um. Oh, so one other fun story for when my parents were here. So my dad is a big fan of sci-fi and horror, and so am I. And, you know, that's clearly where I get it from. Right. And so definitely a lot of Stephen King in the house growing up. And so I told my dad that I just started reading The Stand, Mm. which is a great Stephen King book. I've never read it. I'm about a third of the way into it. I'm loving it. Mm Mm-hmm. I know that I watched that six hours TV miniseries they did back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I do not remember it that well. Um, so I tell my dad, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm reading the book. I remember watching that show. I don't remember it that well. So I'm kind of excited to see how it all turns out. And his first comment was, oh, I love that show. I, the best was at the very end when da, 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 and this happened and then this happened. <laughs> Wow. Ah, uh, that's great. That's and, great. He's just like, uh, well, I mean, it's not spoilers to him because he's fucking read that book exactly. fucking decades ago. <laughs> and I, like, it's not intentional. It's not like he did it to be a jerk. He just did it absentmindedly. Yeah, he, and it's like, I, I have seen it. But even when he told me the ending, I still don't really remember that. So I'm kind of like, well... It's it's an old story. Yeah. Like 20, yeah. 30 years old, 30 yeah. years old at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not mad, but I'm like, really? Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's unfair. Really? It's unfair. It's it's similar, like if someone was well, not similar, but I guess the if you extrapolate it to the nth degree is like if someone if you, you were telling someone you were reading like Oliver Twist and then they told you how it ended, and they're just like, Well, I mean you can't really get mad, like that book is like hundreds of years old. But, like, if they're in the middle of reading it, then it's like, <laughs> don't say anything. Just go, oh, that was cool. Like, yeah. even now, yeah. I'm retelling the story. I'm not going to say what my dad said happens in the end because that would be rude to our listener. Well, I mean, we could add a spoiler tag. Spoilers for a 40-year-old book yes. or some 40, 50-year. I don't know how long he wrote it. It's at least 30. Yeah. Okay. So, probably around the 80s, right? Somewhere in the 80s. No, no. Well, then it's probably like... Maybe maybe, 90. Yeah, yeah, it's 40 then. Yeah, 90s is will be 30. Yeah. But, you know, it's a fun story about the end of the world and everybody dies from Mm. a flu. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of, well, I mean, there's more, you know, uh, California has... The lowest transmission rate of COVID in the nation. We're number one. We're number one. But if you look at the map that the CDC came out. So basically imagine the map of the U.S. Everything is in red. And California is in just like a dark orange. (laughs) So it's less that we're the best. It's just that we are not the worst. 
it's like the whole country is the worst and we're just not the worst. That's what it is. It's like the whole country's on fire. It's like the whole country's on fire and we're. Which is a funny metaphor because we are on fire. Very, 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 we're about to burst into flames. That's how it is. That's how it is. The whole country's on fire. We're about, like if our level was how on fire you are, ours is like, we're just about to burst into flames. But the whole country's already on fire. But we're, we're making steps. So we're, we're making progress. Yeah, because I remember hearing in the news, like, oh, yeah, California's the best. And then it turns out, no, every, every other state just sucks when it comes to COVID transmission. That makes us the best. Yeah. So okay. we're just the best by default. Still the best. <laughs> Still the best, yeah. The best of the best <laughs> of the best. So, yeah, so a lot of it has to do with, you know, our mask mandates. Uh, turns out pretty, they work. Pretty high uh, vaccination rate. Turns I'm, out those work. And that's the thing. We're not even the highest of the vaccinated rates. It's just because of the mask mandate. It's just like there's less people transferring the virus. I mean, there's still enough, but yeah, yeah, we're on the downward trend, which hopefully should stick now that we're going into winter. And since we're the most populated state, that's amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's we, the thing. I right? say we get extra points for that. Yeah. No. Yeah. They, they broke down the numbers and just how like how our transmission rate is just like lower than... Even even taking into account the high population rate of like L.A. County and San Francisco and all the other stuff, our rate of transmission is way lower than, say, like Wyoming, which has like so few Wyoming. people everywhere and yet has the most spread of COVID. And they're the state just... of Wyoming on our subway rail. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's, um, so yeah, so we're doing better. I mean, today has been just a weird shit show of, you know, the smoke. And on top of that, uh, earlier today, their, uh, water main broke on La Cienega in West Hollywood. Really? I haven't heard of this one. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the bar restaurant? Well, the, well, it's kind of like the rooftop bar EP and LP. Yeah, Yeah. 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 So just a few doors north on La Cienega, the water main broke right there. <laughs> so yeah, so you have just like a whole bunch of people in West Hollywood just like red traffic just because like they're trying to get around this very flooded and just unstable part of the street. That makes me happy because like I went to EPNLP and it's a lovely bar, not my crowd, and so <clears throat> sucks for them. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so if you have an ev- well, if you had an event, because yeah, this episode isn't going to come out until next Friday, so. <laughs> So we it's like a week, like okay. a, this thing won't come out for a week from now. But yeah, if you had trouble, that's what it was. It was just a water main there, and then plus there was also a shooting at the Shake Shack in uh, West San Fernando Valley. Yeah, apparently a dude got in an argument with some of the employees at Shake Shack. He asked for a water, and then they gave him the water, but then he also went to the bathroom, and he was in the bathroom for like over an hour. So he was doing drugs. It's something. And yeah, they asked him to leave. And then that's when he got into an argument. And as the guy was leaving, uh, he turned around and fired like six shots into the thing. Broke glass. No one was injured. But still, that's freaking, yeah, the weirdness. The weirdness of this. See, it's like I'm not trying to take guns away from everybody, but that guy should not have a gun. I know. I know, but yeah, um, <laughs> I would just, I'm just, 
putting this together, not to bump people out. It was just a very weird day. It's just seeing this stuff right when we were, you know, when I was wrapping up and, you know, getting ready to kind of come in and record. Uh, it's just these stories were just piling up and they're just like, this is oh, such yeah. a fucking weird day that all this stuff is happening. I think this was, uh, so I think this was a couple of days ago, but I, this video was going around of, I guess, a guy on, uh, in Hollywood in the Walk of Fame. He said something inappropriate to a street preacher and then got jumped by like five dudes. Yes, I did. Now, see this. clearly in this video, we never caught what he said. Mm hmm. And so everybody's gut reaction is how inappropriate it is for, you know, five dudes to jump somebody. But my instinct is like, what did he say? Let's, let's, let's be real. What did he say? They, the police did say they were treating it as a hate crime. So he must have said some horrible thing. Well, I think it was like five black dudes who took out a white dude. And yeah. I don't know if it's that kind of a hate crime, but. I I just in my gut I feel like the white dude said some real messed up <laughs> shit and he really instigated that video this. did show him kind of like squaring up on the guy you know kind of just like yeah. that bouncing kind of just like he just thought it was a one on one we're gonna we're gonna it's like he was he was doubling down it just the odds just completely shifted into the unfair but still it was, it was a bold strategy a, he was he was he clearly he was he was intent on. <laughs> this thing happening and then like the odds shifted and that was bad. but again we don't have all the facts so no we don't not know even happened. a little bit maybe you know maybe these five dudes <clears throat> were really terrible human beings and this guy which is very calmly politely saying hey please don't yell in my face about your religion yeah i think it's uh, and then you know this is also on top of all the stuff that's been happening on melrose boulevard with, you know, the crime, you know, the robberies and, mm -hmm. you know, shootings there. And I think most people are quick to point out just like, oh, there's not enough police. And look, there might be some truth to that. Like, yeah, it's like if there's more police in an area, then maybe. But still, I think the real source of the problem is just there's not enough kind of. I don't know. I want to say like not enough like people walking around those areas because it's still yeah. covid and there's not enough tourists there's not tourism so there's people there but not enough where you know I, i'm just thinking it's just like I if someone right. wanted to try something like this in the before time there would have been way more people on those streets it's true and that would have deterred it because there's but now because you know tourism's still touch and go and you know, there's, you know, some people like the reason why I think crime has spiked in those areas is because it's people who have means mm -hmm. in a time where our economy is in shaky ground. Well, I always say I think like, economy, for example. Oh, sorry. I, I was going to say, I, I think the economy is a much bigger deterrent for crime than the police ever will be. Yes. Yeah. But I'm just saying the reason it's spiking is because. You know, it's similar to kind of just like in Rodeo Drive where you saw this very, you know, this white guy just walking around with a Richard Mille watch, which, you know, baseline, those watches go for half a mil starting Ooh. because they use very lightweight metals to create it. So it's a very thin watch. And uh, so, yeah, so and then you have people that just like they run up, they ran up on that guy. He was just eating in an outdoor cafe, pulled out a gun. It's just like everyone give us your wallets and blah, blah, blah. 
Wow, and they didn't even recognize that watch, and they were no, they like, took his watch. Well, they took it, but they weren't like, oh, see, that guy's got that watch. Let's go get that. But watch. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's just like, yeah, it's just certain areas where kind of like you know, if you walk around with watches that are like you know very expensive, and then you know you have people who, you know, because of the economy, are probably like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna rob this person real quick, just like you know me just. I just show up, flash the gun, give it to me, and then just have a getaway driver, and then we're out. What's funny is he probably took that watch to a pawn shop and got like a thousand bucks. I don't know. Well, I mean, I, <laughs> again, I don't know, but that's the thing. It's just like, it's more kind of just like a high value target kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And then since there's not enough people on those streets, because, you know, we're still in COVID and we're yeah. still in protocols. So it's more kind of just like an opportunity risk, an opportunity sure. risk in doing the, in committing those crimes. Same with like those tourists that were sitting outside in the um, in that cafe on Melrose. They were just out, sitting out there, and you know, guys just ran up, give me your wallets, blah blah blah, and then they probably had a getaway driver just a few doors down, and then they just get on it, and then they're off. Yeah, it's just I think there's not enough people on those streets, not enough tourism there that would have kind of just deterred that because there would have been like more witnesses to say like I know where he went, I know where you know the kind of car that he was taking. Yeah, because these aren't people that are trying to, you know, plan out a major heist. It no. is. It's all opportunity. Yeah, it's all opportunity. What's the lowest risk I can take to get the biggest reward? Yeah, and that's the thing. And and yeah, like I, like you said, it's just just because there's more cops there is not going to deter it. No, not at all. They just wait for the cops to go around the corner. Yeah. That's the Cops thing. It's just like you need more crime. people in, just being in the area, just hanging around. Just yeah. like, you know, you know, patronizing businesses and just like taking photos and just, you know, the way kind of just like tourism was, you know, back in the day. But again, we're still not there yet as an economy. So, dear listener, despite all of this crime, please come out to L.A. <laughs> Spend your money out here. Don't stay at the travel lodge, but come on out. <laughs> oh, no, you don't have you don't have to tell other people twice to like show up. But yeah, no, it's the beaches like- are still great. We just kicked all the homeless off of Venice. Well, unless you're in those beaches that still have that bacteria still floating around. Where oh, you the back- in there. Oh, that yeah, that's right. Yeah, you forgot about that. Oh, yeah. I but had you to know tell what? my dad all about that because he used to work at a wastewater treatment plant. Oh, so, so he had some inside info about that. Yeah. He was like, oh, you know, yeah, this problem like this. They got to fix this leakage or whatever. Um, but we're not all doom and gloom. We're going to have some positive news. I have two stories that are pretty... <laughs> Hit me. I could use some positivity. So uh, <clears throat> so I'm guessing you're going to be looking forward to the next state fair because I am. they'll be judging California-grown cannabis in the <laughs> next California state fair. Yeah. Um, I love it. <laughs> Still a federally illegal, highly illegal Well, substance. the federal government is kind of just like, Pulled back the reins on a lot of. I think they're. I don't know if they had an official order to kind of decriminalize, but like, yeah, the Justice Department isn't pursuing any action unless it's just like you know. I'm still gonna make fun of them until they actually decriminalize <laughs> it because right now it's just ridiculous. So along with, uh, <laughs> so I'm just reading this from uh, CBS Sacramento. Along with all the food and fun, its purpose is to recognize the best in California. Annual competitions are held to pick the top wine cheese, olive oil, and craft beer. But next year, a new category is being added, cannabis cultivation. 
It's a big milestone for the cannabis industry, said Brian Applegarth, CEO of Cultivar Brands. Cal Expo's board of directors approved the top pot competition. <laughs> top pot. So, yeah, so that's going to be, so yeah, it's like there's going to be a Blue Ribbon Award for, you know, best olive oil, best craft beer, and now best. best that's weed. amazing. <laughs> now, as somebody who doesn't actually smoke, I firmly support this because it's, there's no reason for this illegality. Well, because it's just a few short years ago, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Not at all. This is amazing. This wouldn't be a thing. And so that I think that's just the funny part of it. Just kind of the whole like, kind of like how maybe back in, you know, when Prohibition ended and, you know, they joked about just like, oh, everyone's drinking. It's like, can you believe that just a few years ago? You would have been busted for this. Yeah. You had to go through three different secret doors, you know, the secret handshake, <clears throat> and then you had to risk you know, 30 years in prison just to have a beer. <laughs> now I can pick one up at the store. I do miss going to bars where you're just like, they had secret doors and shit. Oh yeah, my God. Sometimes Remember, it's fun. shout out to uh, Break Room 86. Break Room and, 86. Uh, good what time at Davy Wayne's. I still haven't actually been to Davy Wayne's. Yeah, me neither. Um, there was another one like Lock and Key or Key something. Uh, I think, was it No Vacancy? No, not. It was like a key thing. Hmm. Um, but I think when we went there, as we, I went there with some people and we knew the password, but the password was wrong. Oh, no, 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 no. It was our bar. Our bar had a password. I think it was Koreatown. I remember because I followed them on Maybe. Twitter and they would always tweet out what the password is. That, uh, that night. Okay, okay. I just yeah. remember not having the right password and they still let us in. It's well, just I mean, because yeah, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, you know, we're like, we're not going to turn you. But, you Damn know, it, take my money. But it's just like, you know, it's about the whimsy. It's a, like, you know, it's like being the jerk that like, it's like knows how the magician's doing on secret. Like, yeah, exactly. It's just like, come on, man. It's just, you could have just played along. We'd be fine. Yeah. I, I still love taking uh, new people to the blind barber mm-hmm. and you try to make them go first. Like, all right, go into this barber shop. You see the utility closet. Go through there. And then they just go into the middle of the room. People just get nervous. Like, ah. And there's barbers staring at them like, what are you going to do? Like, <laughs> they know. They know what they're for. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. I, I, and then I also remember a uh, shout out to the Slipper Clutch. That was always fun. Oh, slipper just Clutch. Like, uh, yeah. In That's bar a good Klaxon. punk rock spot. Yeah. Because you go bar in and then just like all the way to the end to the sign that says high balls. And then you just open the door and boom, there you go. I just wish it wasn't downtown. I wish it was a lot closer because I would go there way too often. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but that's that's always the thing. It's just like some of the whimsical shit is just a little further than you'd like. It really is. It's just they they need the novelty to get you in there. Yeah. I mean, I guess because there's not a lot a lot of that in the West Side because do we have the beach and the sunset? It's like, yeah. what more do you want? What more do you want? <laughs> I mean, you go to Big Dean's and. It's just beer. They don't even have liquor. Yeah, they don't but, need a gimmick. The The fucking sunset is the gimmick. They're on the beach. <laughs> they don't need anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm shocked that they have TVs. So anyway, the only reason I wanted to bring keep the, bringing this up was just the whole like, uh, other events have traditionally used a panel of judges who carefully sample and rank all the entries. Whoa. So how will this cannabis competition be scored? And then uh, <laughs> Durfrey... Uh, the director of the chair of the Cal Expo board, Jess Durfrey, said 
Uh, no, there won't be a panel of judges sitting there smoking cannabis. <laughs> I mean, are we taking bets if uh, Snoop is going to be on that panel? Yeah, you know, just like uh, the like a big we- Snoop, uh, Seth Rogen, Willie yeah. Nelson. Like, no, no, no. It's hey, not- if it's the L.A. Fair. I mean, they could afford to do that, but no. The, I, apparently, I would- each entry is sent to a laboratory and judged scientifically based on its chemical composition. They're looking at seven different categories. Two of them are cannabinoids, and five of them are terpene profile. Terpene, T E R P E N E. Terpene. I got nothing. Profiles. Anyway, so yeah, so it's basically to you know showcase the California um, weed business. All right. And just like, oh look, you know, look how far we've come. And I still expect Snoop with a big ass joint smoking. To announce the winner. I mean, one would hope. But uh, but here's the other good news. Well, I mean, depending on how you feel about it. I just found it very interesting. And it is pretty much LA-centric. Uh, Panda Express has an orange chicken sandwich. I feel so conflicted. I know. It's, I, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, yay. Yay. Well, okay, yeah. I think I'm happy. Well, yeah, it works because you have to throw away the fact that Panda Express is even remotely Asian. Oh, yeah, no, not at all. It's like, no, this is just sugar chicken, a sugar chicken place. I think I really, really want that, and I'm disgusted with myself with how much I want that. I think it's more just the, the incredulity has piqued your curiosity to the point where you're just like, I, does this even, how does this work? I mean, I have to have it. I'm yeah, going yeah, so. to have this. <laughs> okay, so apparently right now the sandwich is currently exclusive to the Panda Express Innovation Kitchen in Pasadena, California. So basically road trip. For oh, it's <laughs> on the east side. So basically our next episode is going to be li- <laughs> live. <laughs> I was going to be like live. Yeah, we're going to. No, it's gonna, our next episode is going to be based in Pasadena while we try this. I mean, shit, we could. Orange chicken sandwich. So, we could post up inside of a Panda Express and just that would be weird. this. Yeah, just pull, just pull out these microphones. It's just like, no, 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 you don't get it, sir. Sir, I'm, it, it's going to be some teenager. It's like, you don't get it, young man. <laughs> the people online have to know what we think about this very temporary uh, The people have offering. to know. <laughs> We're bringing the truth. <laughs> This sandwich oh, comes with a side of red pills. Now, if you don't want, now if you want a spoiler, like because this reporter, this article is from Uprocks, Dane Rivera, who could. What's Uprocks? He basically, Uprocks. What's up? <laughs> oh god! It took me a real second because I legitimately thought you were asking, but then you were asking, "What's Uprocks?" Ah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so. <laughs> I'm so proud of that one. Yeah, no, that one was good. That was well timed. Well timed. Uh, so he said, because, you know, he ate it. He tried it for the purpose okay. of this article. He said, yes, I'm happy to report that it was cooked because it looked, because apparently it looked not as good as the photo of the, <laughs> the uh, one movie. that never does. And when you're at fast food, it never and, does. But he did say, thankfully, it tasted better than it looked. So that's good. 
Okay. So yeah, so it's basically the same kind of texture of just like the orange chicken, but just like in a big patty form and all that stuff. So I'm guessing it's not like a, a chicken breast. It's like uh, yeah, formed chicken into like a patty. Uh, probably, or they probably made like a big version of it. I don't know, whatever. It's just like it's it's still whatever that chicken. Just instead of little bite size, it's you know enough to fit in a bun, all that. Uh-huh. So. I don't know. I was kind of curious about it. And plus, I didn't even know that Panda Express had an innovation kitchen, let alone that it's over here in Pasadena. I mean, all of these places got to try something new out. You know, Taco Bell's always trying out something new. Yeah. Yeah. But usually those like test kitchens are like in, you know, Kentucky or some other state in like, you know, some middle, some Midwest state. Well, I'm sure like the headquarters are probably out here. Um yeah, well, well, yeah, for Panda Express, I'm guessing, yeah. Possibly, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's why they had their innovation kitchen over there. But, I mean, in the same vein, uh, something <clears throat> I, I really want to try, and I think it's coming out early next year, uh, Mountain Dew is coming out with their own oh, the, alcoholic uh, Mountain Dew, like a hard oh, seltzer no. Mountain Dew type of thing. No, no, I was thinking of something else. No, I th- uh, the one I heard was Mountain Dew came out with a Flaming Hot. They did come out with a flaming hot. I'm Drink. scared, but I have to try it. That who wants that? Not me, but I have to try it. it it's flaming a weird hot thing. liquid. Like I, I'm not saying it's a good decision. I'm saying I have to try it. <laughs> I hate myself for needing to try. But look, it, yeah, look, it's still there. Look, I am not judging because I'm <laughs> yes, just like are. I am, Mister Flaming Hot. I love flaming hot Cheetos. I like flaming hot Fritos. I like flaming hot Ruffles. Mm-hmm. I like flaming hot Lay's. It's I never like hot flaming enough hot, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, but once it's in liquid form, that's like <laughs> that's like going from doing weed to speed. It, yeah, there's like, well, there's that, or or just like weed to fucking coke to doing heroin. It's like no, no, I don't need it jammed into my veins. All right, the the regular delivery true. system I have for flaming hot will do. I don't need it like injecting into my eyeball. If I get some, will you try it? I'll try a shot. Which I think is as far as I'm willing to commit. Yeah, no, I like think it's going to be terrible. Oh, no, it's going to be terrible. It's no, going to be terrible. Uh, a, a less severe uh, analogy I think of is like, you know, with hot sauce, I love putting hot sauce on like a burrito or on a burger or whatever. You know, you put hot sauce on something. But the idea of drinking yes. a hot sauce yes. is foul. Yes, that's, um, that's exactly where I am with this. And it's not even like hot sauce specifically. I know... Like, if you go to, like, a restaurant and you can see into their kitchen, you know, like, I enjoy ranch. But if you see, like, the industrial tub of ranch that a restaurant would have, it's disgusting. It's just a weird amount of ranch. Yeah, no, that's the way I feel when people even have a bottle of ranch in their fridge. Yeah, it's 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 too much. It's gross. Like, if you have a packet of it, that's the acceptable amount of just four... One person for a day for whatever. Just like, yeah, no. Objectively, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just something you like in a larger quantity. But it's gross. It's no, something, it's yeah, gross. I don't know. It's I don't fucking, like it. No, yeah, no. I I remember when it, just seeing a bottle of ranch in the fridge, it's just disgusting to me. <sighs> it's too much. It's, it's just disgusting because 
just I think about it like how long has it's been there and the moment I think it's been there for longer than it needs to be it's like gross I don't want it like no throw it out now I, I can't even look at your fridge because you have this gross bottle that's been sitting there and I don't know how long it's been in there all right so we need to have orange chicken sandwich and flaming hot mountain dew <clears throat> and then we can just drive straight into the emergency room and then be treated immediately. Yeah, do we have any nurse friends who can like oversee us while we yeah. do this? I'm just like, yeah, we're just going to take the shot, eat like the food. Petty and like, jackass. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead. And it's like, but he's still talking and breathing. Like, yeah, I'm just calling it now. Yeah. Just, just to waste. His heart stopped. It yeah, clogged up way, immediately. You know, that way they can get back on the freeway and then get to wherever they're going. Just get some deep fried <laughs> Oreos to go along with it. <clears throat> I mean, if we're going to go out, let's go out. Oh, God. Deep uh, but yeah. Early next year, alcoholic Mountain Dew. It's going to be in the same vein as like the hard seltzers that are so popular right now. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. I'm so pumped. I don't even like regular Like, you know, you it's one of those things. You had it as a kid. But, I mean, I also had Kraft Singles as a kid. And then, like, now it's just sure. like, oh, I wouldn't eat Kraft Singles ever. It's just like, I've had real cheese. I'm not gonna, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to turn down a Kraft Single. But, no, I mean, no, no I get your point. Them. it's 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 foul it's foul like no it's one of those things you think it's just like oh you know whatever how bad can it be i remember i when i went back to craft singles like as a grown man i don't know the had, last time i had one who has treated himself well by actually having actual food for once and then you taste it and i'm just like how the fuck did i like this shit when i was a kid it does have a like a plasticky look it's the taste of poverty <laughs> that's what it is like no, I'm not shaming anyone. Like I, like I said, yeah, I no, ate that oh, as a kid. Oh, I grew right? up on that. I ate that as a kid. So yeah, no, it's hundred percent. It's one of those things where you like when you treat yourself, you realize how did you live like this? Didn't know any better. Yeah, it's like it's like you know, growing up on top ramen and then actually having actual ramen for once. Yes. And it's just like oh no, it's like someone like if you're given actual ramen, that means someone cares about you. <laughs> yes. If you're giving top ramen, like, yeah, they don't care about you. They give you top ramen and tell you this is the best. I, I still need to take my parents to ramen because my mom was down here, not this trip, but the trip before. And we went past a ramen place and she just couldn't understand why anybody would go to a restaurant for ramen. Because in her mind, she's still thinking about top ramen. Oh, my God. So that, she hasn't sad. had the good that's stuff. That's sad. That's like that's like seeing Mexican food places and thinking it's like it's just like Taco Bell, right? And they're like, no, no, it's exactly the same. No, <laughs> no. Look, Taco Bell is fine, but it's just like it. Its place is not as the standard bearer for yeah. Mexican food or just any. Yeah. Latin. It's it's just American food. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know any Mexicans who like hate Taco Bell. No, I don't. Which, I don't. It's hilarious. Like, yeah, I don't eat Taco Bell. Just, but it's, it's just like, Mexican. I would not call him Mexican food. No. No, I'll eat it. Like, 100%. I love those crunchy tacos. They're fucking, yeah. They're- those spicy potato tacos are phenomenal. <laughs> I do not, I don't want to shout out Taco Bell, <clears throat> but it's a block away from me. So it's the fast food place of choice. But those potato tacos are good yeah no no they're good they're good but yeah but that's the thing it's just like hey but yeah if you had a choice between that taco truck and taco bell you'd go to the taco the truck a uh, uh, truck yeah. with the asada no question yeah that's the thing yeah that's like yeah those those foods have their place same yes. as like 
with my filet of fish at McDonald's. Like, I'll go there for that. It's like, is it the best thing ever? No, but it's like, it's, it's good. It's, it's comforting. You need that little comfort once in a yeah. while. Yeah. Cause yeah, there's a great place I can get fish. I can get sushi. I can freaking a great poke bowl. Mm-hmm. Just a nice poke bowl. Even though just like, yeah, if you go to Hawaii and like, they're just like, oh, those aren't poke bowls. Like the, the shit there, like it's amazing. Well, now I want to go to Hawaii. Well, that's the next episode. Next episode, we're going to Hawaii. No, no. Hey, <laughs> if you're buying, I'm in. It's probably yeah. really cheap right now, though. Well, I mean, people are still going there. So I don't know about how cheap it is. I mean, it, look, it, everything's weird because of this. Like, maybe people would say, like, oh, this is the off season. I don't know. But I don't know. I feel like people are still going there, especially since the mayor of Honolulu was like, please don't come here. Or was it the governor of Hawaii? I don't know. Oh, I don't Someone know. made a put a press conference like, "Please don't come here. We're trying to control that, you know, coronavirus." And then every other story being about how people showing up with fake vaccine cards keep getting busted in Hawaii. Cheap <laughs> Which, flights from Los Angeles, LAX to Honolulu, starting at ninety four dollars. I don't want to sit on a plane with a bunch of assholes who don't keep their mask <laughs> on. That's. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's what's keeping me from do from going there. It just there's assholes who don't keep their mask on in the fucking plane. You know, I've got a good friend who actually lives in Hawaii. I don't know which island he lives on, <clears> so I need to double check. I mean, I'd That'd take a great. wild guess and say the big one. I mean, likely. Like, uh, he, he lives on the big island. I mean, unless well, he's Oahu. Just, yeah, I think it's yeah. Wow, well, Maui? No, Maui. Which one's the big island? I know. We I think it's it's one. just. I think it's actually called Hawaii or the Big Island, and then Oahu is like the next popular oh, spot. Maui. Wait, Maui's Ma- the the main tourist one. Yeah, that's probably the Big Island. I don't know. Well, whatever. I've been to. I Oahu. will. Well, I mean, I can look it up now, but I mean, I can also throw out a correction in the next episode. Keep yeah, we'll look it up later. Speaking of corrections, I'm trying to remember if there was any stuff that I. Oh, okay. We there's don't some make stuff. Mistakes. There's some stuff I missed. Uh, uh, the reporter on the, the entertainment reporter on our previous episode where I wanted to bring up when we were talking about, uh, the bodyguard, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the reboot suggestion. It was Sam Rubin. KTLA's Sam Rubin. I'm sorry. I forgot his name. He's an institution. Sam Rubin. I keep thinking of the guy that used to be on the Young Turks. I don't know. No, that's, um. Dave Rubin? No, no, no. Uh, was it Sam Seder, I think you were thinking? No. Seder? Cedar. That's another one. Because, yeah, the Young Turks is... Those uh, are, are Ruben something. Um, Doesn't matter. But he yeah, went weird. Class, and then just the different times for classical chess, uh, for all the different types of chess, was just like, I think, 30 minutes minimum for classical chess. And then you can go up from there. Rapid is around 15 minutes to maybe 12. And then Blitz is 10 to 2 minutes. And then bl- Bullet Chess is 1 minute. And then Damn. Armageddon was the kind of just like um, <clears throat> Black has more time, but has to win in order to win. I think, shit, man, it's like now, nah, it's like now nah, I have to correct my correction in the next episode. Whatever, double corrections. I just want we to were move counting on. on you, Rudy. Like I said, I was busy because I'm planning future episodes, like stuff for future episodes. Don't worry. You're going to have work to do for next week. 
<clears throat> All right. Well, I did open up that uh, Lee Chess app that you mentioned. I browsed around a little bit. It had a cool little puzzle game aspect where it was like, here's a setup. Make the best possible move. Uh, turns out I have no idea what the best possible move is. <laughs> it was a very forgiving puzzle thing, uh, but it was interesting. It's really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. It's solid and um, definitely a good introduction to kind of get you back on just even footing with like, oh, how to how to think strategically. Um, I haven't been doing that. I've been actually, the reason this episode is, well, I'm getting to the topic of the episode because just trying to get to what we were, <laughs> get back on track of what we we're talking about. We did kind of just like segue a little bit. But yeah, this is Learning a New Language 2. This is the first of sequel episodes because, you know, the whole point is to build on the stuff that we're trying to do. Episode Same. numero dos. Well, part two of, <laughs> part two of, <laughs> of the, of the topic we were discussing. Um, I know down the line we're going to get a part two for your sewing episode. So the first episode, because, you know, right as now you're still working on your, uh, soon as I get off my ass and actually finish this damn jacket. I mean, I don't know. I, you're supposed to have it ready before October, right? You're going to wear this as your Halloween costume, right? I mean, that's the idea. Uh, or you have a separate Halloween costume. I lit, so I literally started it and then I kicked up dust and my allergies went stupid and I, I was dying. So I need to clean the corner before I can actually work on this. The uh, corner you're working from, yeah, the, not yeah, the, the corner of some fabric. No, no. I, I have a whole like working corner with my laptop that I work on for my actual job. And then on the other side is my sewing machine for the hobby. But yeah, it's it's dirty. <laughs> and so now I have to go do – I have to do a deep dive clean before I can start the project. And it's one thing after the other – yeah, <laughs> I don't want to do it. It's all right, all right. We'll save it for the sequel episode, which will be sometime in October. But yeah, we got some stuff lined up for the next few episodes. We're going to throw in definitely another mixology episode. Absolutely. We're just trying to figure out what the format will be because, you know, while I'm busy making drinks, we can't just have you just... <laughs> just keep it up for like give me a topic i'll rant about something well that well that's the thing it's just like yeah we'd have to find like the right topic it was just happenstance that you know we had the recall election so it was like oh something we can actually talk about while i was busy making drinks but i can give you a solid 10 minutes on why a giant boulder does not count as art stop teasing next week's episode all right <laughs> it's not art We'll get to that next week. Save it. Save that Save that energy for next week. But yeah, no, this week, um, it's learning a new language. And this is just me talking about my progress because I'm trying to get started again with French. Ooh. <clears throat> la, la, la. So yeah, so one of the things was just kind of like when I was cleaning up around my room, I found... My old, hold on. Oh, He's uh, currently digging into his bag, like, trying to find the props. You son of a bitch. It's like I'm trying to fucking create just tension. Well, we have the, to narrate. It's not a visual medium. Well, they don't need to know about the part where I'm looking for <laughs> shit, all right? I'm talking <laughs> on the goddamn microphone. But yeah, no, it was like, it was this book I bought. 
at a used bookstore. I think it was Ulysses. No, wait. No, the Iliad. Iliad bookstore in North Hollywood. Shout out to them. That's a Ooh, great bookstore. Okay. <clears throat> and yeah, it's a French at a glance. It's a French phrase book, you know, for just some of the stuff that, you know, just some of the basics of just, you know, different topics, uh, phrases you'll need. Uh, and then it's got like a mini dictionary in the back. But yeah, it's just kind of like, yeah, I'm just trying to get back to um, trying it out. I know I tr- uh, I've spoken in the previous podcast about how I have a subscription, a lifetime subscription to uh, Rosetta Stone. Yeah. Because I yeah, it was like 180 something. I think there was a deal or a sale where it was a little cheaper than that. And yeah, I've been trying it for French. And it's very helpful. Good. Because okay. Just because it breaks down those sentences very simply and then just like you hear it and then you see the photo and then you just click on the corresponding photo for the phrase that you hear. Okay, okay, okay. Good so, way to train the ears. Yeah, so it's just like something like, you know, un mange. It's just like uh, a boy eats and then you just click the photo of a boy eating and then they're like, oh, there you go. Ring. Whatever. So it's just like, oh, okay, you know, I make a little bit of progress with this it's just like oh it's all coming back to me it's like it's it's like it's just like yeah yeah it's like this is making a lot of great progress like yeah fuck yeah i'm killing i'm killing the game god damn it hell yes and then i saw a youtube video uh for this channel called um what is it, like french mornings with elisa and it's this very lovely young lady you know, who does like three to five minute videos uh, describing something in, you know, some uh, like part of grammar or just something about French. So I turn on to listen and wow, that's a big reality check. You realize you couldn't <laughs> understand anything? It was just, it, I don't know if it's a lot because I guess I had the closed captioning on. So the closed captioning is in English. Sure. But then also, you know, she's for the majority, she's speaking in English, in French. Okay. So unless she's straight up making a comparison between a French word and an English word, and she says the English word in English, she's not speaking in English. She's speaking in French. Kind of like taking the advanced classes. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's funny. It's just like, so every other word you pick it up, but then you're also distracted because you're trying to read the closed captioning, but then you want to pay attention. Yeah. Turn the closed captioning off entirely. So, yeah. So, no. So that's the thing. It's just like, yeah. Trying to get through a video needs at least a minimum of three plays. One where you play it with the closed captions or without the closed captions. You should definitely start off without again. the closed. Now there's, yeah, so it's, so yeah, so it's a great channel. Let me just make sure I got this right because, yeah, it's just, I think it's French mornings. Well, now is she speaking like a Parisian French or a Quebecois? No, no, it's French. Okay. It's French. I, well, they're both French. <clears throat> no, no, but I know Quebecois yeah. French. It, it's kind of similar to kind of just like, um, kind of just like how um, several versions of Spanish, not or not, English, like, American I was gonna versus say, no, Europe, like kind of like UK, not Cajun, but kind Ooh, of okay. similar to that. Like yeah, but she's not speaking that. No, no, it's it's straight up. Uh, hold on, but. Shit, where the fuck is it? I just wanted to make sure. You know, it's funny. Uh, my job requires yeah, me French to French like, mornings with Elisa. Okay. It's funny. My job requires me to 
pay attention to all these different types of languages and assets for different movies. I don't speak another language. <laughs> but sure, it's man. It's like I did. Well, because when I sent you that playlist of just a bunch of chess videos and stuff, I did yes. throw in one video, which was just like how this guy learned Spanish in like, I want to say two months. Ooh, okay. And I was just like, this guy could use it. It's like, come on, think about it. If you put your nose to the grindstone, you well, that was the first problem. Then <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to put in that kind of work. Can't like, I just go just to sleep when you're done with your suits that you're okay. trying to impress everyone with? Just like, look, no one's asking for a big commitment. It's just like maybe just a few minutes out of your day, just to try. Just can't try. I just like put headphones on and like sleep while I'm being told i mean there are language. some video there are some youtube videos that are eight hours long and they're just like yeah you can learn something in your sleep now whether that works or not i mean that depends but if you have you know earbuds you can just pop those on play that mm-hmm. thing and then go to sleep and then see how it works i'll do it for you know, science for content that's why you're doing it <laughs> Just like that would be, that will be the follow up. It's just like, yeah, you like find some video online where it says like learn Spanish in eight hours while you sleep or some shit. I listened to 50 hours of Spanish courses while I slept. <clears throat> Here's what I learned. Yeah, come on. You can, uh, you can watch, uh, telenovelas with just like very attractive Latinas, you know, just being involved in intrigue and, you know, I mean, violence and shit. I'm not really interested in what they have to say. That the incentive is that you'd be interested in what they have to say. So that's, that's fine. Excuse. I already watched the Right Weather Channel. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe we should move on from objectifying women, <laughs> even if There's, it's for for good, well, you, quote unquote, good reasons. No, you ask for reason. content, I give you content, and now suddenly oh it's problematic. No, that makes sense. I, I understand. I hear you. But yeah, no, but yeah, um, but yeah, this, uh, young lady, Lisa, is actually doing a really good job. It's very informative and helpful. And because the videos are short enough, I can just watch one and then just kind of like, oh, okay, pick up some stuff. Uh, she did cover an episode where she threw out a French, uh, tongue twister. I took a screenshot of it just cause, or I took a photo of it just cause, um, just so I could practice. And let's see, it's like Can son, you say it? Song son chaton. Chanton song son chanson. Just repeat one word over and over again. <laughs> I mean I, that's a weird tongue twister. Song son chaton. Chanton song son chanson. It's five hundred kittens singing five hundred songs. That's what she said. <laughs> that's a really weird that's what she said joke. <laughs> but yeah she was trying to explain just like the different kind of just the the pronunciation like nasal pronunciations sure just the the subtleties yeah just song song chanton chanton song song chanson okay, so we're gonna need a french speaker responding to this podcast to tell us was that good or not <laughs> I can tell you it probably wasn't, but no, nah, but that's the thing. It's just like, just hearing it also helps with the pronunciation. Okay. I, see, that was always one of my issues when I was trying to learn Spanish, which is I can't hear. 
a lot of the words and distinguish it in my just my ears won't pick it up. Um, I was getting decent with reading for a brief moment. Now I don't remember anything, but I, yeah, I could never listen Shit, to man. it. It's like, you know, uh, speaking of reading, just like a good primer. Now that I saw your like the pamphlet from the Ronald Reagan uh, Presidential Library, a lot of those places, museums and stuff like that will have pamphlets written in different languages. So you can always get one in English, one in a foreign language, and then you can kind of just like compare the two. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's not uh, a bad idea. I do remember watching uh, Finding Nemo in Spanish. There you go. And then that's also a great bit, just like a movie that you've seen before, just yeah. watch it in a different language. Because like, you already know what's going to happen. You already know the context of each conversation sure. and just stuff like that. So yeah, so you can just practice. I, I do a little bit of that at work, but I only watch like little scenes here and there. Um, but it's so many different languages. Like I was watching some cartoons the other day in Icelandic. <laughs> I just, that's just what the job entails. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's, uh, you know, uh, Portuguese, sometimes Brazilian Portuguese, European Portuguese, Polish, Ukrainian, Russian, uh, Japanese, Mandarin. Once in a while we do Cantonese, but usually it's Mandarin. Yeah, I think like, what was like? A lot of French. Like, yeah, because I think what I heard is like Mandarin is spoken more in like kind of the bigger cities. And then Cantonese, it's more kind of just like inland and like rural areas. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so that's why you just, Mandarin is kind of just like what's more out in different countries that you want to teach. Because that's usually where all the business centers speak Mm -hmm. Mandarin and stuff like that. So that's why. But yeah, I, I've, I've seen a lot of uh, clips of movies in many different languages, and it's bizarre. Speaking of clips of movies, it's like, have you noticed that? Well, I, I've been noticing on my like YouTube kind of recommendations, it's just a lot of like clips from movies. Because I think I saw one, and then, you know, that thing yeah. is, the moment you click on one video, yeah, then it's just like, here's 50 others that you might be interested in. Like, that's not how it should work. YouTube. <laughs> I know. It's like, I just, I was curious about this one thing. Like, I saw uh, some headline. I was like, uh, let's see what this is. It was political. It turned out it was, it was somewhat right-leaning political. And I like to hear alternate opinions that I don't always agree with. So I watched it. And then suddenly I'm getting these really horrible recommendations like <laughs> Steven Crowder and some <laughs> other garbage. Some Fox News. Like, no. No, YouTube. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. The YouTube algorithm is like the deadbeat dad who um, remembered, like, when you were a kid, you mentioned you liked like giraffes, <laughs> like back when you were like four, and now that you're fourteen, he gets you giraffe shit, and it's just like I only said that once, one time yeah. that I liked a giraffe, and you think that that's my whole deal now? Yeah, <laughs> there's more to me. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, YouTube. no, I mean, yeah, because it just like uh, it suggested me different like clip. I, I think I saw uh, what was it that clip from Thor uh, Ragnarok? Mm-hmm. Where no, not Ragnarok. Was it Ragnarok? Yeah. Was it the good one or it was the, of the one? Bad ones? It was the one where it was the scene where um, Loki was pretending to be Odin and he was watching the play where uh, Matt Damon plays Loki. Yeah, and that's that's Ragnarok. Sam Neil is uh, what's is Odin. That was, uh, that was, wait, that was Ragnarok, right? Yeah, that was Ragnarok. Yeah, that was Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so it was that clip. 
that <laughs> and then uh, that yeah good. so i've been seeing a bunch of different stuff but like i think i saw <clears throat> shoot what else was i seeing but yeah it's it's just it's such a thing we're just like i have to actively like click dislike on the video to make sure mm-hmm. that the algorithm will not recommend it to me even though like i have nothing against the video it's just more just i don't want to see these recommendations pop up so i'll just yeah. like, click this like right now i'll sometimes click and say uh, do not recommend this channel like uh i accidentally clicked on a video where just like oh it's like this woman just like talking about this thing and it turns out no she was this right-wing commentator who just the format of our video seems like one of those like YouTube commentators. Where That's how they like, get you. They, you know, because because I follow uh, what was it like that guy, some guy named Drew Gooden, where he was like he was a big Vine star and now okay, he does okay. videos making like pointing out some of the ridiculous pop culture stuff, like some reality shows and like how weird stuff is. Mm-hmm. And I think he his latest move video the or the one I can remember that I saw lately was he was talking about how um. The original Space Jam was just as garbage as the new one, and just like you it's just take that it's back. kind of that it's kind of that thing. Just like oh, it was fu- like it was fun because like oh, we were young kids and like oh, you know all this stuff. And it's the true. way people get on their high horse, like the last, like the original movie didn't sell out as much, and then you realize oh no, there was plenty of product placement in the original. A thousand percent. I mean, the entire movie is it was a movie that was inspired by a commercial. Yeah. And he was and he was making a point that like I'm not saying that the new one is better. I'm just saying sure. that like the original was just as ridiculously bad. Yes. And at some point a lot of people really need to sit back and realize, "Oh, this is not made for me." Yeah. Like yeah. I am not the target demographic and that is okay. Yeah. So yeah, so then the, so when I saw this one video from this one comedy i thought like oh it's in the similar vein of just like she's gonna point out something pop culture like no she just has these huge grievances with lgbtq people and the woke police and i'm like what the fuck did i just it click? down our throats and then i do a quick wikipedia search and it's just like yeah she's this right winger in australia and then she's just like oh she's an influencer and blah 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 but she just like deals with like right wing shit and i was like oh okay so i hate it look so part of me was like I don't want to see this video videos of hers again. I'm not like super against her. It's just, but I had to dislike the video because I knew the algorithm would see that like, yeah. Oh, I clicked on that video. So here's a whole garbage dump of people who think exactly like her. And I'm just like, no, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. You're going to start seeing all of your ads start switching over. Like, you know, Oh, do you want to be a prepper? Do you want to be able to buy six months worth of food? <laughs> yeah. I have a, I have a fear that it's just like that YouTube, the algorithm is just its whole goal is to steer you into conservative media. Yeah, because it, it always feels that way. It's just like you always see just like one thing pop up, and then it's just like you have it to spirals. like spirals. Yeah, and there's then it's a reason like, this happens to everybody's parents. Yeah, so that's why I'm just like I have to be very careful about that. Um, I will say I had a funny commercial that actually made me laugh quite a bit because I've been looking for a new car. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching every YouTube video doing car reviews and I keep going back towards a different, uh, some of the Hondas and I had a commercial pop up before one of the videos and the voiceover literally said something like, 
So, you're considering a Honda CRV. <laughs> Why not a Toyota? <laughs> it was a Toyota commercial. <laughs> I was like, that was Man. so blunt. Man, the late the late stage capitalism is strong. Where they're just like, you know what? We're gonna now create. We're gonna sell ads to competitors that perfect that purposely pitch like your product as an alternative to whatever keeps popping up there, right? And it just it's like like they're trying to vulture their own like so people who are kind of like similar to you know that kind of direction and just like oh yeah. shit. I'm just saying that commercial made me laugh so hard it could have been in the middle of the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was fantastic. It, it's it's so weird. It's kind of like a Minority <laughs> Report. It's like Minority. Like there, there was like, like they have a whole division for future purchases. Like they're giving me the receipt before I made my purchase. Like what yeah, the like, fuck? like like instead of like a capitalist version of Minority Report, but Tom Cruise is like a closer that he gets word of future purchases. And it's just like, <laughs> so the precogs are just like, this guy's about to buy a Honda, but like, no, 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 we can, we can turn him into like Toyota. And then he has to just, just run and prevent them from buying that Honda instead of buying the Toyota. That's going to be the most American movie ever. <laughs> Especially since all the products being sold are foreign goods. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that when I was thinking about buying like uh, the new Samsung, but. I am holding off because I'm waiting for the new Pixel phone, the Pixel Ooh. 6, which... Waiting have, for those comparison reviews? Yeah, well, I mean, it look, it's so much of the buzz has been positive, and then it's coming out sometime in October. But okay. the one I'm really looking forward to is the Pixel Fold. So Google is getting into the foldables market. Ooh. So I'm curious how that's going to look. I'm really curious to hear what you buy. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't trust the Google Fold because it's going to be their first Fold. And I feel like well, it's I mean, they're going to have some kinks. They're using a lot of the tech that's already in Samsung Fold. Okay. Foldable phones. It's weird because the way like the new Pixel has like uh, parts and, you know, and is there, it's pretty much a collaboration with Samsung. So it's weird how like Samsung is participating in creating its own rival. I mean, it, that's capitalism. It's Yeah, it's so fucking weird. And then now with the Pixel Fold, where it's just like, yeah, we're pretty much taking our cues of just Samsung, but then putting our own spin on it. And look, I mean, if it makes it cheaper and I like, I think about it, but I'm in fact, I saw on Reddit where um, someone pitched the uh, someone wrote about how how often they just use the outside of the phone like when they like they've had it for like a month and they said that i forget that i can open the phone if oh I wanted yeah to. but like but it's so convenient just using the outside of the phone i don't need to open the phone that's kind of awesome and then and and yeah a lot of people were replying saying like it's the same thing it's just like after a month it's like i don't even open the phone it's just great that i can just do all like my normal stuff like right on the outside the front screen on the outside that i don't need to open like i think one person's comment was um the like the outside is for work and the inside is for home okay i mean that's nice because 
I, I think I would like to have a phone that discourages me from <clears throat> mindlessly opening it up and scrolling. But that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just, uh, it's, there's, they're saying a lot of just, um, doing like the basics where like, you know, if it's just responding to a text or doing all the stuff, I can just do it on the outside. And because you have to open it up, if you want to use any of like the, you know, the big full screen, it makes you think twice about why you're reaching for your phone. And that was the same reaction people had in, during the first fold that came out. And then the first flip, it was just like people didn't just reach for their phone just because they were bored. It that, was like I reaching for their phone because, oh, I need to do this real quick. I had to take a couple of apps off of my uh my homepage on uh, or on the window and just put that in the was that the app drawer whatever you call it mm-hmm. so that I didn't have super easy access because otherwise I'd be on Reddit way too much yeah so no I I, I need that phone I hate to admit that <laughs> no I think you like the flip I mean how about this take a little like feel <laughs> I was going to say take a field trip, but I just remember your uh, transportation situation is a little... Thanks for rubbing it in. I apologize. I That's why I didn't proceed. <laughs> but I was just commenting on the fact that... I'll get a new car yeah. eventually. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah. So no, I'm... So yeah, so most of the reason I use YouTube is just for... Enter- not entertainment purposes, but more just like, you know, I follow like... People who actually like have some, like not educational, quote unquote, but it's just like some, you know, people who actually have like an opinion or something to say. It's sure. rarely, you know, very rarely that I watch something for like entertainment, like maybe Mr. Beast, just because some of his videos are just pretty fun. Okay. But everything that I watch is more just like, like, you know, when we were talking about chess. So it's like yeah. a Mator who like goes through a chess game and just like, hey, here's like all the stuff you, you do. Uh, and then Elisa, just a quick little study of French. And maybe I'll watch Wisecrack that breaks down like a pop culture stuff and just like how it fits in the greater narrative of I, just our collective conscious. I do like the Wisecrack uh, philosophy stuff. Those guys yeah. are really good. Yeah, those guys are good. Uh, um, there was a recent one I saw where it was, shoot, it was Helen was talking about... I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. I mean, I've been watching way too much just entertainment stuff because to me, right now, it's just background noise while I'm working. And I can't focus on both of them at the same time, mm-hmm. but I also can't sit here in silence. So I, I really, I work better if I just have like Pandora going and I have some music. But I've been watching a lot of either garbage on YouTube or... A lot of car reviews. Oh, yeah, because car reviews prepping for your uh, purchase. Yep. Shit. Unfortunately, the car that I kind of am leaning towards is going to be spending more money than I want to spend. And it was just released, so it's not in actually stock anywhere. So I'm still going to have to wait. And that sucks. But, you know, it's going to turn around. I'll have my car, I'll have... uh, my freedom back again. Yeah, no, it'll come. It'll yeah. Come. But yeah, no, the, the video I was uh, looking for, it was, uh, she was talking about how movie theaters will survive. Oh, just sure. To, yeah, just the idea. Because, you know, people are like, oh, no one's going to want to go up. Well, 
I'm very hesitant, like I think I said in the previous episode, about just, you know, like sometimes I go show up there and people aren't wearing their mask while they're inside. And I know I'm wearing my mask, but still, it's like, yeah. Like I came here to relax and not think about it. And now sure. when I see someone not wearing their mask, it makes me think about it. But Yeah, I mean, and it also depends like on the theater. Uh, you know, there's a dine-in theater pretty close to here. And those seats in general are fairly well spaced out. Yeah. So unless you have yeah, a stranger right my, next yeah, to you. Yeah, exactly. But then my thing is kind of just like, well, it's like now people are just using the whole eating excuse to not even wear a mask. So it's just like, yeah, that is yeah. true. They double down on that. Yeah, it's but oh, whatever. I still have my AMC plus whatever. So I need to use that. <laughs> I can see three movies a week. I'm paying for it. I need to see these movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. There's stuff coming out that's pretty exciting. Um, right now, I'm just all, I'm busy with just all the TV shows I'm watching. I'm watching, um, Only Murders in the Building. On Hulu. Oh, that looked it's good. It's very good. It's very good. They're releasing them once a week. So I think there's two episodes that haven't aired yet. And I okay, think it's okay. every Tuesday. But because they're doing Tuesdays at midnight East Coast. So it's basically Monday at 9 o'clock for West Coast. Oh, fantastic. Okay. So yeah, so we get kind of the edge on that. So, so yeah, so I've been binging and uh, I think I'm all... I'm caught up except for one episode, but I don't want to watch it yet because I want to have like the new one come out so then I can watch both of those. Yeah, and then back just to wait back. for the last one. So I'm fine with that. Um, Archer's still going on what we do in the shadows is tonight, along with the football Shit, game that I'm missing because I'm recording Archer. this. But we're just going to forget that. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I, no, I forgot about Archer. Um, how many episodes in, is Archer? I'm going to say like six already. All right. Well, I need to catch up. Yeah, you need to catch up. It's all Archer. on Hulu. So that's Perfect. the best part. So you can just burn right through them. I really haven't been watching much. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm addicted to Marvel. So I'm trying to watch all of those. I have not watched this week's What If episode. But, you know, that's the, that's what I've been keeping up with. Mm-hmm. And Oh, and when you're caught up with archer and all this stuff uh definitely check out reservation dogs they just yes. finished their season so you can watch the entire season that looked fantastic it's great and it, i'm hearing great things i hear it got it's like getting a lot of praise yeah there's already they're already good for a season two so that's gonna be great but yeah it just it just because it was just like it was so short and now it's gone but i mean no it's it's great and i'm definitely recommending it to everybody it's very well done. It's hilarious. It's, it, it, yeah, just watch it. It's definitely worth the Hulu, the Hulu subscription. Yes. Uh, um, yeah. So that was a Taika Waititi show, right? Yeah, he's the executive producer. Yeah. Okay. Um, when I was on the Warner Brothers tour, we saw everybody running around filming another one of his shows that he's working on. Forget what it was called, was but it it's what about we do in the shadows. No, it was. Well, um, you should watch that still. It's fine. It, um, no, watch it. <laughs> you got two seasons and this third season that is underway, and I'm missing the episode right now because I'm here with you recording this shit. Oh, I mean, it's on. It's saved on my queue, so I can watch it after this. No, uh, Taika's got another show coming out uh, about a pirate, and I think it's about a guy who's like a, works in like. Uh, 
corporate America type job. And then he just gets fed up and quits and becomes a pirate. That sounds like his speed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it, so uh, we, we saw all these like golf carts running around the Warner Brothers lot. No, had pirate flags on the back of it. Oh my god! So uh, if it's Taika, I'm in. He he makes some good stuff. Oh well, then watch what we do in the shadows, you son of a bitch! Yeah, I'm god damn! <laughs> like I want someone else to watch this show. It's a great show. Look, it has a great fan base, but still, I need more people to watch it also, so I can talk about it. It's really well done. Only so many hours in a day. Matt Berry is Matt Berry's a good. goddamn treasure. And he just shines in this fucking show. So does fucking Harvey Guillen as uh, Guillermo, who is basically the very put-upon familiar for these ungrateful vampires. Okay. But yeah, so it's, it's funny. It's funny. And yeah, definitely worth the watch. They have great guest stars. Fucking, um... God, why do I keep remember- forgetting his name? Uh, Craig Robinson has been in a few episodes. Oh, is he in this? Yes. Well, okay. he's been in a few episodes of season two. Okay. But Mark Hamill's also been in it. Nice. Um, Kristen Schaal is in it. Um, and then, of course, the, they had their one episode in season one where they had pretty much a lot of celebrities who played vampires in different movies, including Wesley Snipes as Blade. But Really? Yeah, he's in it, but he's at a, he he skypes in through this <laughs> meeting of the vampire council. So yeah, so definitely watch uh, it. Did they get Brad Pitt? No, they didn't get Brad Pitt. But uh, let's see, they have Dave Bautista's there. Because um, like I wouldn't expect them to get Tilda Tom Swinton. Cruise. Oh, Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton is in it. That's how deep the bench goes for the for, how, what, for this episode. What vampire was she? I think it was the, what was that? The Only Lovers Left Alive? I think it was that one where it was, where she, it was. I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, I think it was um a Jim Jarmusch movie, I think. Was it Jim Jarmusch or someone else? Um, But yeah, she plays like, she's like, they're vampire rock stars or some shit. Yeah, I think it was the only So not lover. Queen of the Damned. Only Lovers Left Alive, yeah. Uh, artistic, sophisticated, and centuries old. Two vampire lovers ponder their ultimate place in modern society. It's Tilda Swinton and Tom Hiddleston. Oh, nice. And it was directed by Jim Jarmusch, so I was right. Yes. Hey! <laughs> I'll pass. Uh, you son of a bitch. No, I'm, I'm mixed on Jim Jarmusch. Like, I saw Dead Man. I enjoyed it. Um, I watched that newer zombie one. Oh, um, 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 the dead don't die. Yeah, I didn't laugh. Well, that's the thing. It's just, it was marketed, it was marketed terribly because if you knew what a Jim Jarmusch movie entails, then you're all in when you saw that trailer. I was all in when I saw it. No, but that's the thing. But that's the thing. If you saw the trailer and didn't know what a Jim Jarmusch movie was like, you'd be very fucking disappointed. I was. And that's the thing. That's the thing. You have to know what Jim Jarmusch is. You know, you have to know what his movies feel like because if, because that move, that trailer was very fucking misleading. Like the movie was not funny. No, it's funny if you it's knew not like no, funny. if you knew what you were getting into. Yes, it's funny, but that's the thing. It was just it was like this wasn't the crowd pleasing fucking like I don't know, some It was like trying to do like that Fargo thing, but it just 
missed that mark entirely. But again, that's only if you if you were a fan of Jim Jarmusch movies going in. If <laughs> it was bad. It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like when friends are saying it's just like, oh, I have this one friend that's hilarious, but you don't introduce him to all your friends because not all your friends are gonna gonna get that kind of humor. Yeah, I have that friend. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's just like that's why when you just say like, hey, I'm gonna go camp with this buddy and he's fucking hilarious, but you're just like, I'm not inviting you, and not because I'm being rude. It's just you're not gonna get his humor, and you're gonna hate the entire weekend. It's going to be but everyone else, problematic humor. But everyone else who knows that friend, they're just like, oh, fuck yeah, I'll hang out with him in the weekend. This guy's amazing. But also, not in the yeah, not but in the way you're saying it. Jim Jarmusch was like, things happened, and then they spoke, and then they moved on. The end. And then it got weird. Yeah, But, but it's, not entertainingly weird. It's about just, the vibe, man. It's about the vibes. But the right. vibe was just so well. Mellow. That's, that's the thing. You weren't ready for the vibe, okay? That and that's what, what? not your fault. It's just that trailer again was very misleading. There's that's no why. vibe. It just you need to see like drags. I think you need to see like Ghost Dog. I've been meaning to watch Ghost Dog. Ghost um, Dog. Um, and then another one that's kind of similar vein is um the Limits of Control, which is Isaac de Cole plays an assassin who has to kill all these different and high value targets because he's trying to collect a bunch of items that I don't know. It's very vague. I think it's like, he's trying to prevent the end of the world, but okay. I don't know. It's, but again, it's like, imagine what he was doing with, um, the dead don't die except serious. And it's an assassin spy thriller. That sounds like it would be funnier <laughs> than the zombie movie. It but, was bad. No. And again, I, I I don't remember it well, but I did watch uh, Dead Man with Giant Depp way back in the day. And I liked it. Yeah. No, I don't remember but that, it, that's but I liked thing. it. No, that's the thing. If you if you saw more of his movies, you'd be get, you'd get in his speed and then it's like, okay, nah, that like it you're kind of like where I was the first time I saw Anchorman. The first time I saw Anchorman, I was like, I I did that same thing with Anchorman. I was like, I, was like I mean, I was like, I get why some of this stuff is funny, but like, it didn't make me laugh out loud. And then it wasn't until I saw it like a few years later, I saw it again. I was like, oh, this is the funniest thing movie I've ever fucking seen. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. Oh, come it's on fine. now. Come on. And that's the thing. I like Will Ferrell, but he's got a whole series of movies that I think are garbage. Anchorman is like you're not into it. Dude, Talladega Nights was trash. Okay, was okay. You Blades know what? Of no, Glory? we're canceling. No, no, no. This po- Blades of Glory, ladies and gentlemen. This podcast is canceled. This it's guy trash. just said Talladega Nights is trash. Go fuck yourself. Go man. shake and bake. How dare you? That was the best part. No, the best part like, was like what he kept doing. Shake and bake. Like it's like. And, and then Sasha Baron Cohen is like, what is this? This is nonsense. Now, the best part was uh, his dad telling him, hey, you, you can be second or third and fourth, whatever. You don't, you don't have to win. No, no. The best part was when um, he was when he, Cal Naughton was in his house, like after he, he got kicked out by his wife. And now, like, 
he would go with Cal Nan. And then Cal Nan was asking me, hey, so how do I turn on the stereo while I'm watching TV? It's like, wait, why would you want to turn on the stereo while you're watching TV? Like, well, I want to party while I'm watching TV. <laughs> that whole series of movies, that whole run of movies, they just feel like they're trying so uh, hard. Okay, see, look. So now we've just identified the reason why you didn't like some of that stuff is because your your humor kind of just gauge is a little different. So that's like it's just they're, come on, they're, man. he was trying look, too hard. I'm not Jim saying Darmouche you have to. Wasn't trying look, hard I'm not saying you have to say Anchorman is like the best movie ever, but still, like well, if no, you thought guy, it was fine, that's a different story. That's like whoa, whoa, whoa! Come on, it's not fine. It's great. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, you know what? I'm wrapping it up. <laughs> we're already at 144. Yeah, uh, we're, we're going to wrap up this episode. I know we kind of got a little loose with the uh, the language stuff, but again, um, you know, it was, it was more. Movie. I was prepping for other episodes, and I kind of like didn't have all my notes for this one. Airplane was a good movie. That was a funny movie. Eh, well, Blazing Saddles. Okay. Well, okay, we need you to watch Anchorman again, and then we'll see. We'll see where we are. We're going to have to reevaluate. But Adam's Family. But yeah, but look forward to the... Well, yeah, Adam's Family is a great movie. Yeah. Blues Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, okay, stop listing movies. I'm trying to wrap this up. I'm sorry, up. I'll stop listing better movies. Okay, see? <laughs> stop being a <laughs> jerk. Apparently, that's the end of the you podcast, everybody. Jerk. Thank you so much for listening. You son of a bitch. Are, How dare you? We, you know, we love you. How dare you? Don't we high road me, you son you. of a bitch. You said Talladega Nights was fine. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> but yeah, no, we got some good episodes of the pie, coming down the pike. Uh, definitely another um, another mixology episode. Hopefully, where maybe we can we can take you to task for your shitty taste. Oh, I will argue all day long. Yeah. I got so many better movies in Talladega oh, Nights. God, Oof. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, we're looking forward to some of the stuff that I work have coming up and yeah. So I guess I'm going to call it a wrap. So any, uh, anything else you want to say before I basically end the friendship now? <laughs> hmm. Office space. Yeah. Office space is, is a good movie. Yes. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Okay, well, okay, that's enough. That's enough. Like now you're just now you're just stalling. Now you're just stalling. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right. All right. No, it's been good times. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. And we will be recording many more episodes to come. Please listen. Oh, and please follow us on the socials. Uh, Instagram to live and try and lay podcast. We've got Twitter, our photos to live and up try there. And then email us at to live and try and lay podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Come see our, our photos that we're uploading. Give us some likes. Give us some criticisms to complain about. Yeah, I got to put more content up on there just because like, like I'm trying to able to clip more segments. So that way it's just like, hey, listen, here's some funny shit we said. Maybe you listen to the rest of the episode. I don't know. But again, I have we'll a lot on my it. plate. And, you know, as the world opens up, we'll have more and more content. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Good night.